hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. So I have a pretty funny story for you today. Um, I noticed that you created a Twitter account. I did. Welcome to the Twitterverse, let me oh, just thank say. You, thank you. Um, and it made me realize that, you know, I have utilized my personal Twitter account to like scope, you know, trending things and look at entertainment-based stuff, but I haven't actually utilized my personal account in so long. And so... I decided to take a trip down memory lane and look at all of my um, lovely tweets. <laughs> and okay. mind you, I have had this account since, when have I had this account? I joined in February of 2009. So there is okay, that's a, a lot of years ago. high school in there. There is a bit of college in there and there is a bit of post-college work on there. (laughs) Um, And let's just say that like going through memory lane and seeing the evolution of Maddie has been um, quite a real treat. I spent probably a good chunk of my, um, was it my Wednesday maybe? Actually having to go through and scrubbing like 600 plus (laughs) tweets I was like, that would get me canceled. That would get me canceled. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> but then there was some like bits of wisdom. And this one was probably my most, um, I would say like my favorite one that I kept on there. Um, and mind you, this is when I got back from, I had studied abroad for a year in England. And so, as you know, they say twat and cunt quite often. Yep. <laughs> um, That's like bitch to them. Exactly. Um, and so... I guess like, I don't know who I thought I was, but I was like speaking in Britishisms. Um, (laughs) And for context, the RSF is the recreational sports facility um, on the Berkeley campus. It's basically where the gym is at. So um, this is the tweet. To the annoying twat at the RSF who keeps clapping and smacking things when he laughs. Did I die and go to simple bitch hell? Hashtag keeping it real. (laughs) First of all, I, I feel like I that was. was before basic bitch came out because I feel like a basic bitch like 12 years ago was simple bitch, right? Like it's like you're so simple. Um, that's amazing. I love that you're still a bitch. Um, yes, very am. happy about that. <laughs> the one no, thing that did not change over the years. <laughs> Thank God. I appreciate it. Wait, hold on. Okay. So that is so funny. Yes, I created a Twitter in the heat of the Spotify crash of mm. 2022. Um, I was like panicking because A, I got kicked out and I knew that everyone else got kicked out. But then I got like a notification on my Facebook, which is I'm really bad at memorizing passwords. So mm. if I can at any time leverage to like log in through Facebook, I do. So anyway, I got a notification saying like, thanks for changing what you, what you share with Spotify or something. And I was like, oh my God, who's stealing all my stuff? And so I, I, I panicked. 
And so that's why I created a Twitter because my friend Josh taught me that if you ever want to get in touch with like a corporation, yeah. you just tweet at them or you DM them. Yep. Sounds Specifically right. for um, uh, airlines. Mm. So anyway, so I'm not going to lie. When I was in Mexico and needed to get the fuck out of that country... I tweeted from the basic in the brain too. I, I tweeted at them from our joint snaps to that Twitter. <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know what? Since I'm a Karen and I do this a lot, I should probably have my own Twitter. That's why I created it. And now I'm like, wait, I should probably start using this for purposes of yelling at things and just tweeting. But yeah. another fun fact is that I actually had a Twitter previously. Interesting. I can't was believe you don't X-rated? know. <laughs> X-rated. I mean, X-rated for me is definitely not X-rated for the majority of the world, but no. Um, I can't believe you don't know this. I, I don't. Okay. So, I don't know how many years ago, Mark decided to Google me. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, oh, no. in Googling me, my old Twitter came up. My Twitter from like 2010, 2011, oh, aka God. when I graduated college in a recession, couldn't get a job. Actually, we're just talking about my first job paid me $31,000 and I got sexually harassed. So that's cool. Um, but anyway, I also at the time was, let's just say, you know, I'm not that politically charged. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was a little bit more politically charged because I was going to school in the South. Mm. <laughs> and so I was very mad at Obama. I voted for him, mm-hmm. by the way. But I was pissed because I couldn't find a job that paid me more than $31,000 in New York City. So I, I was a fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so embarrassed because I don't know if I'm going to be canceled for this, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, I was a fan of retweeting Donald Trump. <laughs> like, Wait, was this before he like said he was going to run for president? Oh, this was literally 2011. Like this is, <laughs> guys, this is before Obama was up for re-election. Like Trump was not a political figurehead at all. I had a lot of friends, still have a lot of friends that are, you know, tend to skew towards the conservative side. And I was, just, and, you know, I was broke. I remember I literally called Sally May at the time who used to own my student loans and was like, Hi, I know you want me to pay $600 a month, but I make $800 a month after taxes or something like that. I was like, so if I pay you $600 of my $800, I have to take a, I have to pay $120 to get a Metro card to get to work, to get that $800. I was like, I I have $500 a month in rent, which is nothing. But I was Mm -hmm. like, can you help me like, you get the math here, right? Like why this is problematic. I was like, you're asking me to choose between eating and paying my student loans. Anyway, I was very engrossed, very bitter. And so Donald Trump, I'll, the only tweet I remembered was, or I remember retweeting was when he was like, oh, Obama's back in Martha's Vineyard golfing again or something like that. <laughs> anyway, Mark decided that he was going to hold this over my head and he would literally like bring it up at dinner parties. He would just like <gasps> randomly like just tell everybody. That's why I was like, I'm shocked you don't know this. Literally he, like, like trying to blackball you. No. <laughs> in every no, way He was possible. just trying to like make it like make like it was funny to him. He was like, I can't believe you love Trump. And I was like, I didn't love Trump. I was fucking mad about my situation. Anyway, it got to the point where I was so mortified by this. <laughs> 
that I literally deleted the entire Twitter. So oh I'm not new God. to Twitter. Okay. So you've I'm been on, on the platform. It's just, you were like, this, this evidence must disappear. <laughs> <laughs> must go. I have a lot of, like, I wish I was shameless. I have too much shame for the shit. <laughs> and you know, my biggest fear is now in 2022 is like being canceled before I'm cancelable. So. Yeah. I think that's like everyone's fear at the moment. Everyone's fear. I mean, rightfully um, so. It's a thing. It's scary. I mean, yeah, it became, it's almost like we turned accountability culture into cancel culture. And now cancel culture is like morphed into this thing. It's like tentacled, eight-legged, ten-legged monster from the depths of 10,000 leagues. I, I don't know. <laughs> 100%. But at the same time, I feel like cancel culture is like kind of relaxing a little bit. Like, think about it. Chrissy Teigen yeah. literally told somebody to go fucking kill themselves on multiple occasions. And now she's back. She, I don't think she's back. I don't think she's like who she was before that whole thing, before she got canceled. Oh, she's back on TikTok. No, no. I, sure. I know she's like back and she's like back on Instagram and stuff. But like Chrissy yeah. Teigen's a very different Chrissy Teigen. And you know, I love her. So I'm like. I think she's just not as open anymore as she used to be. Yes. But the fact that she's like allowed to be on social media and people aren't like. Sending yeah, her death threats yeah. every day. You know what I mean? That's what I mean yeah. by that. Like, I agree. Actually, she, it's kind of interesting tolerating her. That's true. It's actually kind of interesting you say that because I've sort of noticed a little bit of a swing too. Um, so the whole... Remember I told you about the TikTok update from our last BBQ last week about the Chelsea oh, yes. Lansosi stuff. Yes, so there's like a that? whole... Oh my God. This has now become like the ultimate like just shit show on the platform where other creators are now getting embroiled in the drama. Um, so apparently remember how I told you that Chelsea clearly from the language she was utilizing, talking about how, you know, she had like, you know, traumas or whatever and the womb okay. and like deep wounding and all of that. Um, apparently she utilized language that seemed like she had had a miscarriage, which is a very, very painful experience. Um, yeah. Apparently okay. she had an abortion and was utilizing language that is similar to the language be utilized when speaking to the experience of a miscarriage in regards, because she wanted sympathy as similar to those who have a miscarriage versus an abortion. And here's the thing, I'm not discrediting the experience of an abortion. That is also a very traumatizing experience and there's a plethora yeah. of reasons why people get abortions. Um, but what I am saying is when you start to utilize language that caters to one situation versus another, knowing that there's typically more sympathy garnered towards one versus the other one being more charged. Um, so people were like, A, manipulative as fuck. Yeah. B, her um, horde of followers decided to start attacking other women who they perceived was someone um, who Lance Sosi had a relationship with, okay. uh, trying to completely destroy her, telling her to go, you know, basically spewing a whole bunch of hate on her page, um, trying to get her TikTok banned, um, all of these things. Then Chelsea apparently reaches out to other content creators, asking them to get involved. One particular creator, her name is Taverja. She's very, um, very good about utilizing her platform to give other people a platform, um, regarding okay. to like high sensitive, high, you know, high, um, not high-end topics, but so weird, um, like highly sensitive topics, and especially around like race, gender, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she's very good about like saying sorry when she's wrong, but somehow she got embroiled in this. 
Chelsea reached out to her telling her to reference, like to create a video and reference Chelsea herself as the pregnant woman so that she could garner more sympathy because she had said that she was pregnant with Lance's baby. Um, Tavergia was like, I basically didn't want to get involved. And she screenshot that conversation and the audio that Chelsea had left in the messages to sh- and basically said that Chelsea is not well. Then we find out, remember how there was like a second person who affirmed Chelsea's story, confirmed it and said, because Lance was sleeping with her too. Yeah. She basically came out against Chelsea and said that Chelsea was manipulating her. Like, yes, Lance did indeed do them both dirty with what he did, but like Chelsea was really out to destroy Lance. Um, and she was trying to coach her and lead her on exactly with what to say. And she was like, I can't be involved with that. Um, or in like tearing down this guy, right. Who, um, essentially people started to create these rumors, uh, and allegedly say that he, you know, had had relations with a 16 year old. They were saying that he was, yeah, basically a sexual predator. The whole sexual assault thing that I'd mentioned before, people were really taking it to an extreme degree. Um, Lance has been silent throughout all of this, not posting anything, not tweeting anything. Other creators have now come out and said, yo, Lance is lawyering the fuck up. Y'all better watch the fuck out. Like, watch out. Then another Good video. for him. No, no, no. Here's, here's the kicker. Another oh. video comes out, and it's an old video from Lance, where he talked about how he had a vasectomy. What? So now people are like, excuse the fuck out of me, Chelsea. How is it that he's pregnant? And mind you, there are... It there's happens. a percentage. It could happen. Um... But, uh, yeah, it's not looking great right now for Chelsea. She's come out with videos being like, you know, if you still like me after all of this and that, like, and apparently she's been posting this on Instagram to like her close circles, but people have been taking screen grabs of those videos and posting it onto TikTok. Like it is wild out there in them streets. I mean, Um, but anyway, that's, that's the whole mess. (laughs) This is why. Just be a good person. Don't try to fuck anybody else over. Yeah. Karma's a bitch. I don't know. I I don't know enough about them. I feel like he did them dirty. Like, yes, he was he, a pig in the sense that he, you yes. know, like slept with them but both lied. And, and lied about yes. it, right? Like, that is terrible. But the fact of the matter is, is this has devolved into an absolute shit show. And mind you, I'm just sitting here eating popcorn, like actually being <laughs> entertained by all of this. But so, it, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I said it, right? Like, it has nothing to do with culture. We should leave that out. We should leave race out of this. Like, he's a loser for having unprotected sex with multiple women and not being open about that. Like, look, if they yeah. want to all, like, do it raw, like... By all means, but like you should at least you should be very honest about that because that shit could lead to something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Chelsea got greedy. That's what she happens. Really did. These people get fucking greedy, and like you gotta know at this in this day and age, man. Like nothing you do or say on the internet is safe. It really isn't. People, are I don't know. I don't know. I don't fine tooth comb. Sorry, I don't feel that bad. 
Yeah, I know. It's just like really insane to see how many people have gotten involved and then how many like side fights are now happening because of this like main drama. Like it I seems mean, almost to, like, majority of TikTok is is fighting one another at this point. But stay in your own fucking lane. Let <laughs> people know. deal with their own drama. Like, you know what? I don't feel bad for you. If you've decided to insert yourself in someone else's problems, then you're going to have to deal with problems. So seriously. Good riddance it's, is what I say to that. It's just a, a comedy show out there. But as you know, I have a very big um, feeling that this is going to set an interesting precedent with reality TV. Oh, speaking of reality TV. Yes. Have you been keeping up with the new season of The Bachelor? You know my answer to this is no. <laughs> um, but I did mm-hmm. watch The Women Tell All. And I watched a summary of what happened on the the overnight dates. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think the overnights. Yeah. yeah. Or no, the the I would say the love suite. That is not what they call it. Um, the fantasy suite dates. Oh yeah, the fantasy suite. Sorry, I know that was weird. I've had a moment. Where you spazzed, you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> that's not what it's called. Um, but yeah, so I, I did I did watch that and like what, I don't know. Like, is this guy been a hot mess this whole time? But I mean, people really hated the fact that he was picked as the bachelor to begin yes. with. There was another um, guy that they wanted. I actually don't know who the, oh yes, there was another guy that they wanted. Can't they really that. fucking hated the shit out of Clayton. Um but uh, so he started off on the wrong at foot. a disadvantage in that respect. Yes, hundred okay. percent. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like his intuition has been like extremely off throughout this show, considering like what we've seen. Um, first off, I believe Shanae is is insane, um, and I just think the level of manipulation on this season in particular is fascinating. I think it's probably the first season where you see it be so blatant. So, sorry, Shanae is the one that like came out and straight up was like, I am controlling him. Or she said something to that effect, right? Yes, basically. Where she basically apologized to the girls even though she didn't give a shit. And she blatantly <laughs> said that she was just saying sorry just so that, you know, she could appease Clayton and make him feel like she was... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I saw that. Yeah. Okay, so I have a couple of things to say. Okay. I think Shanae is manipulative, and I think that she... Like, watching the women tell all, which is, like, the the primary source of my knowledge of her, mm-hmm. are she the only? I think, yes, yeah, she's clearly, like... Got an ulterior motive. Yep. And I feel like sometimes she just like could have said things that she could have said things a lot better. She could have articulated herself differently to like make her less hateable. Yeah. And more likable. But I also feel like so many people view this as a game. Yeah, I mean, not 100%. a game, but like they want sugar bear hair care or whatever. Sugar hair bear, what is it? Sugar bear yeah. hair care. To sponsor them. So like a hundred percent. But Alina, I feel like this is the first time though that we're seeing like we've had villains. Yeah. We've had villains across the Bachelor franchise, right? But like I feel like this is one of the first times, other than Bachelor in Paradise, the last season, but this is like the first time where she's like being very blatant, where she was the reason why two other girls got eliminated and she was talking and like 
being explicit about her level of manipulation and how she was so sure that he was in her pocket. Like, also delusional. Like, I know that there's a level of delusion, but she was, like, straight up, like, off her rocker delusional. Okay, yes. I don't I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to, to your point, like, she straight up admitted, like, I'm the villain. Mm-hmm. And I came here 100%. to be the villain, right? Yep. Okay, and mind you, I haven't watched the, the season, so I don't have a lot of the context, but, like... I mean, I was texting you in real time and I was watching it and I was like, this is just a lot. Like these girls are coming for her. Like that, it was just a lot of screaming. Like I honestly feel like it made women look not that great. And I was a little bit annoyed by it. And I was like, all right, everybody needs to just like calm down. I feel like Sierra was going off like for no reason. She annoyed the shit out of me. And I was just like, girl, like relax. You don't like her. That's okay. I liked when she was like, call me a bitch to my face or whatever she said. I was like, well, I, I like that. I, I, I approve of that behavior. Right. Or I approve of her calling her out like that. But like, it just felt, it was so apparent to me that so many of these girls were there to talk about Shanae mm-hmm. instead of the bachelor and their experience and their relationship or non whatever it was. And I was just like, she needs to stop fucking yelling and she needs to just like worry about herself. It goes back to this whole Chelsea shit. Stop worrying yeah. about other people. Worry about yourself because you're making yourself look a little cray. I don't know. She, she was annoying me. I was like, you're loud. You're, you're again, you're so focused on this other girl. I can see why he didn't pick you. And she like, Cause you're not focusing on him. You're focusing on this other yeah. girl. And I mean, it was honestly, just, it was just even- too much energy. Yeah, even her time on the show was focused on um, talking about Shanae. Like, I don't feel like we actually got to see Sierra develop a relationship with Clayton. Um, and I think it's interesting because I think a lot of the women have context as to how this season ends. And it will probably make a lot more sense to us once we get to see the season finale. Um, why they acted the way. Because I feel like a lot of them were like, you weren't ready to be a husband. Like that was seemed to be the rhetoric. Like your behaviors were unacceptable. Like that kept being a lot of the narrative of the night. Um, and I know that a lot of times in The Bachelor, like there tends to be negativity geared towards The Bachelor, sure, from the women because yep. there's a level of rejection there. But this was like every single one of them. Yeah, and and it felt like there was a lot of assignment of blame. Yeah, 100%. It was like, Clayton's not ready to be a husband. It was, Shanae wasn't ready to be a wife. And and again, it goes back to the whole like, bitch, worry about yourself. Mm. Worry also, about yourself. I, what? Also, did you catch the whole Sarah situation? Tell me. Uh, remind me. So Sarah is like the youngest one out of everyone in the group. Oh. And she was a front runner with yes. Clayton. And it got to a point where... Um, they did like this whole sit down site, like they had like a therapy session and at the end of the therapy session with like, I think it was like four different women or five women. I can't remember. uh, The therapist said that one of them was being performative. Um, And then one of the women, I think the older one went and told Clayton that she didn't think Sarah was ready. Um, She was here for the wrong reasons, you know, like all that bullshit. Um, And she, during Sarah and Clayton's one-on-one, because she was the first one to get a second one-on-one. Yes. Okay. So she was targeted, clearly. Um, 
she started crying when he brought it up to her. And she was like, it's because of like, I'm, you know, I got the second one-on-one and there are women who haven't and blah, blah, blah. And then apparently she had been going and telling the women about how deep their relationship was um, and how he cried, how they cried together and how he cried in front of her and this and this and that. Um, And I guess the other women then went to Clayton and were telling him like how the way she communicated to them about their closeness made them want to like you know, revert inwards, um, and not put their all in. Cause they're like, well, what's the point if he's already choosing her? And so then everyone was thinking that she was playing the game of trying to make everyone else feel insecure about their relationship with Clayton. Um, and so he had a conversation with her and I guess, I don't really know if she fake cried, but it definitely seemed disingenuous to me. Yeah. Um, and, and he, he, called and he her told out. her, yeah. And he told her, he called her the okay. fuck out. Um, yeah, that was, I wonder, like, how do you feel about her? I mean, I I didn't ha- I didn't watch it long enough to like feel about her, but I did watch that, and I felt like I really feel like people are just over engineering and overthinking so much of the shit. And again, they were all so focused on other people's relationships with him that I feel like none of them actually developed a relationship with him. And then I think that they turned around and were like, well, you're not ready to be in a relationship. And it's like, no bitch. He like, he can't develop a relation again. This is just my two cents from a distance. So like, how are you, how are you going to develop a relationship with someone? If all they want to fucking do is talk about two other girls or seven other girls, like, you know, so like, I, I don't know. I, I felt like the girls were extremely catty this season and all they did was there focus on each other. Yep. And again, assign the blame and like point the fingers and like yep. the whole sour thing. I do think it was weird that she was like going around lying. I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think that the girl had it in her necessarily to like be that strategic. I think she was probably just like <laughs> immature. What? Sorry. I think she was just like immature and... Mm. Just wanted to show off in a sense. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I like I feel like everyone was so intense about everything. And it's like, guys, let's all calm down. Yeah. Not everybody has bad intentions also. Assume good intent, right? Um, I, I think it was just like it was overkill. Like clearly she was like uh, embellishing. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like the women also like who the fuck are you to say whether or not somebody's wifey material or ready to be a wife just because she's the youngest person on the show? Like I was 23 years old. You were 20, 22 or 23, 23. You were my age, right? When you got when married, I got married. Weren't you 23? No, sorry. We got married the same year. Sorry. We got married the same year. So you were like 20. <laughs> um, but, but right. But that's my point. Like, I don't know. It may be, maybe I'm sensitive because I was a child bride too, but like, I just, I just get annoyed. It's like, Stay in your fucking lane. Worry about yourself. And and like, I think that it was all just they all felt threatened by this beautiful young girl. And I think that they, I think that they all actually played the game and manipulated it. And like, how many times have you gone out on a date? I mean, I didn't date, but like, how many times do you know people that go out on a date with a guy or a girl and then they come home and they have like a different interpretation of what really happened? Like, how many friends have you had that you're like... Oh, this is actually quite common. There's like a psychological thing about like how we tend to, um, like our memory of events is actually very different. That's why like after an accident, it's like so critical within like a very short period of time to like get people's eyewitness reports. But even then, like it still has like a completely different um, remembrance rate, if you will. 
So yeah, exactly. No, I agree with so you. that's exactly what I'm saying, right? Like I feel like this girl, yes, yeah, she embellished, but like everybody fucking embellishes. Like, you know, I have friends who yeah. go out with someone and, and it's very clear to us, like, okay, that was fine, but like they're like, oh my God, we're meant to be. Like, is it always? Who knows? I, I think it was a matter of that. I think he was weirded out by it, but I also feel like he probably would have been more likely to confront her about it. Like, why are you saying this? But maybe be a little bit more understanding of the circumstances and maybe mm. be more open to continuing to explore it. Yeah. If he didn't have all the like shit talking in his ear and have all of the like pressure to let her go. Man, if you're good at chess, you'd be so good on this show. <laughs> That's what I feel like a lot of times. I'm like, huh, I wonder how it would fare in this fucking show if I were like really to be strategic about it. But I don't, no, I don't think that there's like strategy behind it. Like, I feel like you either a hundred percent. I mean, especially to like producers. Like, imagine sure. what your goal is, and going in with that goal in mind, you're gonna have to be strategic. Like, Shanae's goal was to be the villain so that she could get those sponsorships and get certain a level of notoriety, right? Fine. Fine. Knowing the type of hate she was gonna get, so like that was her strategy. Some of the other girls' strategy, like if we really want to give Sarah more credit than credit is due, we could say that she was being strategic by trying to influence people and making them feel like they didn't have as special of a connection with Clayton that she, as she did, meaning that they would then like mentally and emotionally revert inwards instead of trying to seek comfort from him, for example. I don't think she has that depth. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like She's outside of that. Yeah, I mean, outside of that though, right. like if you were good at playing chess, if you were good at strategy, Fine. I wonder how... Like if we were both single and with the minds that we, I'm just like, you know, like pumping us up a little bit. Um, how would we play the game? Me? I don't think I have the fucking patience or nor the interest to play the game. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. To be honest, I don't. I, I just. Yeah. I don't. I don't and like, and I don't know. I, I, I feel like, and. I'm just the kind of person where it's like, if you don't want to be here or you don't want to be with me or you don't want whatever, like, yeah. this is true for my marriage, right? Like Mark, you know how Mark loves to be like, if we ever broke up and I'm like, cool, I'm glad you're, you've got like a literally, he has like a plan A, B, C, and D if we ever get divorced. But like, oh, I thought his plan was like to go live in Hong Kong and Hong Kong or Thailand and just, <laughs> Yeah. Be the creepy white guy, creepy old white guy in Thailand, just hooking up with all the young, beautiful lady boys. Um, no, but <laughs> no, but really, um, no. I guess like, but like in even in my relationship, I'm like, you know, if you met someone and you fell in love with them, whatever it is, like, if you don't want to be with me, don't be with me. Yeah, I feel like I'm just like, like you jaded. would not fare well in this game. No, basically. absolutely not, because it's not a game to me. That's the thing. It's like, do we get along? Do we not get along? Great if we do. That's great if fair. we don't. Cool. If we I don't, that. I'm gonna go do my teamy bland, teamy blands, teamy blands. I'm gonna go do my <laughs> teamy blends, ad, no, my teamy blends ads or whatever that tummy tea is, and you know what I mean. Like we'll, we'll be fine because I just don't care enough. No, that's fair. So literally, the goal is just to get far enough along that you will have some sort of like visibility on the screen, so that you can then utilize that to get more followers, so that you can like go do your teamy whatever tummy blends tea. <laughs> Maybe, but then again, we also know that I, my teamy blends. Um, no, we also know that I'm just not. I, I I feel like I just don't think like that mm. in general. So no, I would fare horribly. Whereas it's very clear to me that you've already worked out your fucking strategy in your mind and you know exactly what you're trying to get to. Uh, 
Um, um, I think for me, I would just be like, I would shut the fuck up. Like I'm not telling anybody anything. We will talk about the weather. That is about it. Because as you've seen, anything can be taken, twisted, and turned on this mm-hmm. fucking show. So shut the fuck up is my number one strategy. Um, number two, I think I'd become friends with the producers and be like, here's how I'm thinking about producing a scene and I will let you be the producer that gets credit for it. <sighs> like I would actually strategize with the producer, um, and get okay. them good content. Um, and then, yeah, I think, you know, I'll be friendly and get along with everyone. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but I think it's, yeah, shut the fuck up and work with a producer. Okay. I don't think you're getting any airtime if you're talking about the weather. No, no, no. I mean, talking to the weather with the girls is what I'm saying. So it's like, you know how they all live together in like a house. Like I'm just going to be like friendly with them. Like I'm not talking with them in depth. Like even this season, when you watch what happens, most of the drama and content is, you know, like during the dates and shit. Um, oh. none of it is like conversations behind scenes. I think the only conversation that was behind scenes with the sh- was shrimp gate with fucking Shanae. <laughs> okay. I did have a question about that, but what is the question, please? What happened with shrimp gate? One of the girls made shrimp. Shanae like ate all of it. Um, so there, and there also wasn't like enough to go around. Um, and then Shanae decided to make some shrimp like after she had consumed most of it. Um, and then she wanted to be kind and sweet and like give it to people. And then she got butt hurt because people said thanks. And then they didn't include her in conversation or didn't like have her be part of the gang or she felt that she got jilted. Um, like she was like, Oh, you didn't even look at me when I gave the shrimp or whatever. Um, and so she, created this whole narrative that everyone in the house hated her over fucking shrimp. I mean, they did hate her, so she wasn't wrong. Yeah, but it wasn't about fucking shrimp, though. Okay. Anyway, we're going to move on from that real quick (laughs) because that's just not even worth the time on this podcast. That's the dumbest Um, thing I've ever heard in my entire life, and no wonder this... (laughs) If you want to know why I didn't watch this fucking season, there you go, right there. Shrimp gate was a thing. (laughs) Shrimp Um, gate. So, with that said... Other than the Jerry Springer status, I think that this episode really was. Um, I think we should di- deep dive into the overnights or the fantasy sweet nights or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, and for our listeners who may not have the context, Clayton is down to his top three, Gabby, Rachel, and Susie. Um, and to be honest, I've always thought that him and Susie would end up um, together in the end. That's the Hannah Brown lookalike, right? Yes. The okay. Hannah Brown 2.0, if you will. Um, I've always felt like there was like this massive connection between them. And from the get-go, I was like, me and Pierre actually both were like, it's going to be him and Susie. He's going to pick Susie for sure. Okay. Um But lo and behold, he has these overnights. He essentially tells like every woman that he loves them and apparently he slept with them. And mind you, it was, I think Rachel went first, then it was Gabby and then Susie was the last overnight. Um, And on the last overnight, aka the night with Susie, she confronts him and says that she essentially like, you know, she didn't want to like hold him back or anything, um, but that, you know, she doesn't know where to go if he told the other woman that he loved them or if he slept with them, like she wouldn't know yeah. how to continue or move forward in the relationship. 
And I swear to God, the man like actually glitches in real time as she's <laughs> saying this to him. And it was like the human male version of like 404 error page not found. <laughs> like his face could not handle what was going on in that moment. Um, and so they both proceed to get into this argument and he ends up gaslighting the absolute shit out of her. And Twitter was absolutely a flame the night the episode aired. Okay. So a couple of things here, but how, do we know, do they end up together? Has I know reality Steve is usually on top of basically the entire season. Yeah. Do we know so how it plays out? He surprisingly has not yet come out with his, because um, usually it's like earlier on, like we typically know at the beginning of when the season yeah, airs like or literally like in the first one. two weeks. Yeah. Um, he didn't know this season, weirdly enough. Um, he did, however, come out, I think maybe a week or so ago um, and definitively said that this season will not have a traditional ending and that Clayton would not be engaged by the end of it. Okay. So based on what we know thus far, this is pretty accurate. We think that that's plausible. Yes. Especially okay. with the behavior of the women from the tell all um, when they were like, well, yeah, we hope you're okay. Cause there was, I think it was Serene or one of the girls was like, yeah, I hope you're okay. Knowing how things ended. I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh. I mean, serves him. So, okay. Serves him. Right. Yeah. But I also feel like, I have I have thoughts on this, so yeah. I don't know. I, I, mean, I do. I I have thoughts where I'm like, he maybe he wasn't ready to get married. Yeah, maybe I the process didn't work for him. Trust the process. I mean, I think it's interesting because for me, when I was watching this, immediately I was like, okay, I need to have Alina's thoughts on like this actual <laughs> conflict happening between Susie and Clayton because okay. I think. What was interesting is she was kind of building up her anxiety as the other two overnights were happening, um, where she was just like, oh my God, I hope he's not getting physical with them. And I hope he's not telling them that he loves them and all of these things. And there's a part of me that feels like it was unfair of her to get upset with him Mm -hmm. when she hadn't explicitly said that if he were to sleep with others, like how it would make her feel and how it would affect their relationship. Like, especially knowing like... This isn't season one of The Bachelor. You know what I mean? Like you chose to be on this show. Mm-hmm. You know that this is a part of the timeline of events and you know what's fucking possible on these overnights. Um, so there's a part of me that's like she was, I, I think she came into the conversation um, and I don't know how to word this, but I, I, I felt like she was being unfair with how she was approaching the conversation by being like, you know, I didn't want to hold you back, but in reality, if you did these things, I wouldn't be able to move forward with you. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? But then again, seeing how Clayton blew the fuck up, I just don't think that that reaction was equivalent to what she came in with in regards to the conversation. Like it just seemed way too big of a reaction to what she said. Okay. So I'm glad you said that. Cause that's what, when I was like, I like don't know if I fall him hundred percent. And yeah. So I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Mm. Um, Cause yeah, I felt like that's really unfair for anybody, whether you're, What's her name? I was supposed to call her Hannah. Susie or your Clayton or your just someone else. Like, I think it's really unfair to ask someone who is on the other side of this 
Mm. And going through this, hey, you can't explore what that looks like, what your relationship looks like with anyone else. Um, So I'm glad we're on the same page about that because I was like, that's not fair. It's also like the, I think I hate this aspect sometimes of when, and it's mainly, I've noticed this behavior mainly in like women within my life, right? Of like, you want the dude to like read your mind or to be Prince Charming on his own when in actuality he doesn't know what it is that you want. Where it's like, well, if he really loved me, he wouldn't sleep with these women. And he, but it's like, it's his experience that he's having and you haven't told him. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you just have this massive expectation. Um, Yeah. Like Pierre couldn't understand why she was so upset. And I was like, well, it's because she wanted him to be her Prince Charming and to like, be like, you are definitively the one that I want to be with. And like, I didn't sleep with anyone because I was saving myself for you. But it's like, once again, it kind of goes back to that. Like, that's unfair. You didn't tell him that that's what you needed or wanted. Yeah. I Okay. So knowing now that she never articulated that, it makes, yeah, hundred percent. I don't think he's in the wrong at all about sleeping with the other girls. Yeah. I think it's a little fucked up that he was like telling three girls at the same time that he loved them. But I also have never been in a situation where I'm dating 20-something people. Like, right? Like, maybe he really did have strong feelings for all of them. And if you can't emotionally handle that, you've got to, like, girls, guys, like, everyone out there, you need to establish that. Like, you need to work through that before you sign up for the show. Yep. So, this is not the show for you if you are going to have issues about it. Not the show for you. But... I watched it so because I didn't have a chance to watch the entire episode. So I watched like a YouTube, I watched YouTube videos kind of like summarizing what happened. And so I watched a video comparing Clayton and the whole argument that he had with Susie to Shane oh and Natalie from Love is Blind. And to, to your point about gaslighting, like I did watch the Love is Blind situation. And so I, Seeing literally the side by side, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like it literally was the same conversation. Yeah. And I was so angry because I was just like unfair of Natalie to have expectations or maybe not unfair because I didn't watch the whole season. I just watched the argument because this is what I tend to do. But like to the way that the guys, like, like they literally turned around the girls and they were just like, what do you want me to do? Blah, blah, blah. I think it was less what they were saying and more how they were saying it, where it's like just yeah. putting all the blame, you know, saying, what do you expect me to do? Like, um, I, you know, it, it was just, again, assignment of blame. It was gaslighting. And, and I, I wanted to punch them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was like, much. yo, just fucking own up to it. Yeah. Own up to the fact that you wanted to get your dick wet. You wanted to see what it was like. Sorry, mom. Um, you wanted to see what it was like. And but, but I don't disagree. I don't think that that's unfair. Yeah. So, Personally. to your point, a lot of people were pretty much not okay with how the argument went down between Susie and Clayton. Um, Pierre even made a note that like at some point he seemed like a very domineering figure, like over her, and she's like, pretty yeah. tiny. Um, so a lot of people essentially on social media were ripping Clayton apart because of his gaslighting antics. Um, and fun fact, just because, you know, I love these, um, the term gaslighting actually originated from a 1938 play called Gaslight, which then got turned into a movie in 1944, um, where husband like kept lying and like moving shit around the house and isolating his wife, et cetera, and trying to make her feel crazy. Um, (sighs) would definitely check it out if you're interested. Um, so 
I do think that it's important first off for our listeners to kind of discuss what gaslighting is um, and why the turn of events happened the way that they did on the show. So actually fun fact, only three out of four people in the U.S., I was actually looking statistics up, know what gaslighting is. Can you believe that? So I feel like I'm not that surprised because I think it's like a term that's become very popular in the last like one to two, maybe three years, Mm -hmm. maybe more, but whatever. Um, And so like I myself, I feel like I knew, I knew it was bad. I thought I understood what it was, but like I didn't actually understand why it was so bad until I had one of my friends that like, quite frankly, was being gaslit on a day-to-day basis and like that was like actually experiencing me not experiencing it but experiencing it through being there to support my friend by proxy exactly yeah that was the way that I was able to like actually like comprehend Mm. what it meant yeah um so yeah I think it would be super helpful to kind of explain it in a little bit more detail and like why it can be so so damaging yeah. Yeah. Um, so gaslighting, it's essentially a form of emotional manipulation, right? Yeah. Um, and what it does is it causes the victim to question their own perception of reality, um, which kind of enables the gaslighter to yeah. be able to control uh, the person. And a lot yeah. of times in particular, this is common if you have a narcissistic um, significant other uh, or a narcissistic parent, because it's not just in romantic relationships. It can also be through parents. It can be through friends, um, yeah. a whole plethora of, of relationship types. Um, so it's done through a multitude of ways. And I'm just going to like list out a couple of ways that gaslighting is done. But uh, there is countering, which is when you question the victim's memory and experience of things like, oh, are you sure that it happened that way? Like, are you like, did that really occur? Um, then there's like diverting and withholding. So you're dismissing or refusing to discuss an issue that upset the victim where you're just like, oh, you're being so out of control right now. Like, I'm not even going to talk to you about this. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it could also be pretending not to understand the issue. Uh, it could be like flat out denial. Like, no, this didn't happen. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, trivializing their experience. So basically trying to belittle or making their concerns seem unimportant. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other behavior to note is called intermittent reinforcing. So this is like, I like to call it the shit sandwich. Um, okay. So you will like criticize someone, but then like occasionally you provide like positive like reinforcement so that the person feels almost like, well, maybe they aren't really that bad. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like in actuality, they really are. And what it does is it confuses you psychologically and then makes you kind of like, is this bad? Is this not? And so you end up like staying with that person um, and not perceiving the behavior as toxic. Um, So yeah, so those are all ways in which someone will gaslight. And as we can tell, it's like a form of being able to control someone um, by manipulating the way that they perceive their immediate environment. And I think what's also interesting to note here too in regards to this episode and why I think it was important that we talked about Clayton and in particular this episode was um, he's clearly an avoidant attachment with how that whole scene played out. So gaslighting is actually one of the antics that um, avoidance um, commonly utilize when they are (laughs) uncomfortable with their emotions. Um, Sorry, I'm laughing because... I know I'm an avoidant attachment, so I'm just like giggling. I'm like, cool, I'm the problem. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not funny. You're the problem. No, <laughs> just kidding. But no, it's it's like a common thing. So avoidance will typically actively try to separate separate from the discomfort of their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in one of the ways in which they utilize this is um or you'll see this is typically when they try to avoid rejection. Um, it's been known that they'll use tactics such as like deflecting or distracting, scapegoating, and gaslighting. They'll try to fix, you know, problem solving, um, avoiding commitment. They'll get passive aggressive. Um, all things we basically see in how the ordeal, I think, between Susie and Clayton really played out. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, it was it was very clear he was... I feel like it, it's, again, it's a blame game. It's like, what do you mean? I'm doing what I need to do. And like, how could you say that? And um, and not just that, even the way that he, like during the car scene where towards the end he was like, I don't even know why we're talking anymore. Like completely trying to shut her down oh, and being like, that. I'm going to walk okay. you out. And that's like to me oh, yes, like I a did form see that. of... Yeah, that's like a form of like... He just didn't, he was just avoiding the commitment and didn't want to sit with his emotions of like not feeling ashamed, but like recognizing that he hurt her. Like that whole conversation would have gone very differently if he had sat with her, recognized how she was feeling, then like, I'm sorry that you were feeling that way and that like I contributed to that. But like, let me also explain my side of the story. Conversation would have been completely different and most likely she would have stayed. But what ended up happening was... He, he attacked. blew the fuck up. He attacked. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I'm going to take a sip of my chlorophyll water. <laughs> I was like, charcoal? Are you drinking charcoal? Um, now I see it's green. it's green. Okay, I believe you that it's green. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, like the whole thing, it was, it was very sad to watch. It was. Um, did you notice how Susie's a little bit of an anxious attachment style too? A hundred percent. Yeah. Call back to a previous episode. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, I, like I feel like I feel I feel like that's a big one. By the way, just the attachment styles that we talk about a lot and that I talk about a lot, like in my day to day life. So thank you for teaching me that. Um, no, yeah, I, I I definitely felt like even just like her saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. I know that you and I have a connect," or sorry. Her not saying, like, I know that we have a connection, but, like, I also understand what you're going through. I really hope that this didn't happen. But the way that she was like, I don't know if I can handle this. Like, yeah, that to me, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Girl, are you going with this? You could see it building up, like, as the overnights were happening. And this is where I think producer manipulation came into play. That's why they put her intentionally last so that they could see her kind of spiral because she needed Uh. to feel validated. Um, and how he was like feeling about her. She needed to be validated. And that's why her anxious attachment style was getting activated and why she was like, oh my God, if he slept with someone, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Or if he did this or if he did that, like that would be sort of an ultimate betrayal for her. And that's why you kind of see her spiraling. I personally believe it was producer manipulation and that they did it intentionally. But I mean, I'm sure. Also, by the way, The Bachelor, if you're looking for another producer, you have one right here apparently (laughs) because Maddie's like worked it all out. Um, No. I could psychologically analyze the shit out of your contestants and create some pretty dramatic scenes. Don't oh you worry about that. <laughs> I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. No, yeah. I mean, yes, I, that's a very good point. And I'm sure that there, there was intent there, which is sad. Mm. But also I feel like it sucks the way it had to go down. And I'm sorry that she was hurt. But like, sounds to me like 
wasn't going to work out anyway. I Sorry. don't know if you actually saw this scene, but when she went into the car and like her tears dried up and I think she was like in such shock of how it went down. Like she was like, like, like she couldn't believe it. Her eyes were like, what? <laughs> like she was just crying like a couple minutes ago. And now she was like, I, that was like whiplash. Like she didn't know where she came, where she was going, what was happening. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that, but I just, I think he sucks. He sucks the way he handled that situation. Yeah. And I think gaslighting is very not cool. And like I said, I've seen it happen in real life. And it's like scary because I feel like sometimes it's like this strong, the strongest person Mm -hmm. is suddenly reduced to like a lot less than you, you as like a friend or whatever it is, like see them as. And then you're like, the fuck is this? Who are you? Like, yeah. But you don't want to talk actually, to you like that? Like, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, are you insane? It's um, a very powerful manipulation ch- tactic, 100%. Do you think it's like cognizant? Because I don't know that I think it's cognizant, though. I think that like a lot of people just don't realize that they're doing it. Maybe it goes back to like, I would be curious if there's a study on what percentage of people who tend to gaslight others are well, they narcissistic? narcissistic. I, 100%. Yeah. But like, are they. Uh, Are they aware that they're doing it? I I would bet that they're not. Because I feel like a big part of narcissism is like not like a lack of self-awareness. Yes. So yeah, so there haven't been like explicit studies, but they have said from what I've read that typically gaslighting behaviors are conducted by people who showcase narcissistic traits or who are, and who are, you know, avoidant attachments as well. Um, and okay. it's just because it's one of the tactics that they utilize to once again separate themselves from the discomfort of their emotions, um, and to like not have to like deal with it. They're like, oh, I don't want to deal with rejection or any of these painful emotions that come with this. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. do this so I can control the situation. It's a controlling tactic. Yeah, it's, um, it, yes, but again, I don't know that it's mindful. I don't think people are self-aware enough. No, I, I, I would hope not. I'm sure that there's some people who like intentionally do it, um, knowing what they're doing. But then, of course, yeah, I'm sure people who grew up um, with or have developed a form of narcissism, I'm sure because of the fact that it's their reality and what they know, mm. they may not realize the harm that they're contributing to others and how toxic it can be. Yes. Um, but who knows? It's kind of interesting. So um, I pulled up this website called YouGov America, and they actually did, um, they pulled some data and they showcased that um, mental manipulation, mental manipulation, about okay. 29% of the general population have been called crazy or insane by someone that they were romantically involved with, which as we know is like so a sad. form of gaslighting or a yeah. more common way in which to gaslight someone. Um, and then 26% of the general population is guilty of having called someone they were romantically involved with crazy or insane. So I feel like 26%, like even if you were to, to do it on a more casual basis of calling someone insane or crazy, right? Someone that you love, it is a minor form of gaslighting unless they were really being crazy, like pulling out a fucking knife. You know what I mean? Like that's like rightfully so, but um, I feel like I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> but pulled it's actually kind of, and called Mark crazy. No, I'm joking. I, I've never pulled out a knife. I should. 
Oh, okay. Maybe not. Scare him next time. (laughs) So what's interesting too is like, not really interesting. I think it's kind of like in line with what's been perpetuated in the media and what we kind of understand psychologically. But most of the time it's women who tend to get gaslit um, more so than men. Um, And so you find that like 33% of women have been called crazy or insane while 24% of men have been called crazy or insane. I mean, but then you have the Shanae's of the world that aren't helping our case. Yes. Agreed. We just called her crazy. Are we gaslighting? Uh, no, because we're not telling it to her face and we're not utilizing it as a form to control her. Um, okay. We're just expressing our interpretation of her antics and behaviors on a reality TV show. Okay. <laughs> I'll let it slide. <laughs> what if Shanae hears it? Shanae, we think oh, you're fucking well. nuts is what we're telling you. No, I'm joking. We think you're nuts. <laughs> um, which is kind of... So there's this other part of the study too, which I thought was interesting. Uh, perhaps these numbers reflect the larger, large number of individuals who have personally experienced psychological abuse. Nearly half of women, 46%, have been psychologically abused at some point during their lifetime, as well as almost a third of males, so 32%. So clearly the numbers oh. skew more towards females being more psychologically abused than males. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen to men. It does. But in the case of The Bachelor, clearly it's... Clayton doing not so great things to Susie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, weird. I'm world interested we live to in. see what happens. How this ends. Yeah. I don't we know, know if he's, he's alone. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> we I know he's unengaged. Yeah. I I don't know if you've seen the uh, trailers for next week's episode, but um oh, it's finally like bad. Oh, he tells them that he slept with both of them, the last two, so Gabby and Rachel, and he tells them that he loves them both, um, and they both, like, oh. run off crying. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess... That's, like, his, a great decision to make, Clayton. And I guess his, like, parents are there, because, you know, typically they'll bring the yeah. parents in so you can have a conversation with them, and his dad said, like, you really screwed the pooch on this one. <laughs> like, I like that. Can we start saying that you really screwed the pooch? Pooch. <laughs> Do I sense merch happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. All right. Well, please keep us abreast of the Chelsea, what's his name, situation. Leo Sosi. Land Sosi. Please keep us abreast of what happens to Clayton. Oh, I will. Don't worry about that. Let's be real. You're probably going to be the next bachelorette. I think you'll be fine. Um, But we're sorry that you got gaslit on national television. Yeah, that sucks. But... She was a great example to showcase the ways in which you can be gaslit and signs to look out for. So, so there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic and the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 